0: Groening Geeks proudly presents Girl on these balls. The following audio may contain language that isn't suitable for a younger audience. The opinions expressed are solely those of the speakers themselves and may contain spoilers for current sporting events. Groening Geeks and a Geeks Sports Network makes no claim to ownership of any of the teams, franchises, or various sources discussed. Listener discretion is strongly advised. For today's episode, we have literally just me. And you may be wondering, why would only Brent be popping on for a grown-a-geeks gag on these balls special? Well, the answer is very, very simple, folks. Here to talk baseball. Here to talk the baseball trade deadline. Tony has deferred and taken a day off, at a much deserved day off, I might add, as we are currently been burning the midnight oil, making sure you guys get the hottest content possible. So be sure to like the page, subscribe to the page, and hit that notification bell so you get notified every time we drop something for you guys It really helps the page out, helps keep the page supported and keeps us going, and lets us know what you guys like. If you downvote something, it's pretty obvious you didn't like what we put out there. If you like it, obviously we're gonna make more content in that particular genre. So without any further ado, we're gonna hop right in, we're talking talk the big trades of the Major League Baseball deadline. Anthony Rizzo was dealt to the Yankees, Joey Gallo dealt to the Yankees, Andrew Heaney dealt to the Yankees. All lefties, Andrew Heaney is a very good lefty starting pitcher, the Yankees needed more depth in that regard, they have a very strong right-handed rotation. Adding the lefty gives a different look to the batters, uh, which will help Jordan Montgomery's ERA drop. It'll add more depth to what they have going on. And then on top of that, adding the left-handed bats in the second weakest left-handed batting lineup in all of baseball was definitely needed. And then the fact you added Joey Gallo, who's got two years of team control, so you have an outfield of just straight up giants. Joey Gallo, 6'6". Judge, 6'7". Stanton, 6'7". These are all in the Yankees outfield right now. You must be over 6'5 to play in that outfield and be able to just hit straight up bombs. And he put Gallo and Rizzo's bat from that left-handed side of the plate with the short right field in New York. Key winning, huge money moves, didn't give a whole lot in the trades. Really like move for the teams and what they have going on. However, I don't think they're going to be winning the division this year, but it will make them more competitive moving forward. Hopefully, Rizzo can be re-signed. The key question pertaining to that is what does this mean for Luke Voigt's future in New York? A lot to be determined out there. Now we're going to shift out west. We're going to take a look at one of the more active teams, surprisingly, the Dodgers. I guess they decided they weren't good enough. Coming off a title run in which they still had the best rotation in baseball, some of the best bats in baseball period, they decided to get faster, get a higher OBP, OBP's on base percentage, in Trey Turner, he's easily top three shortstop in all of baseball, and they got him to play second base, and with his plus 300 career batting average, the fact he can steal bases, and he's one of the best defensive shortstops in the game, yeah, no brainer. On top of that, you had Mad Max, who's probably, in my opinion, the only bona fide Hall of Famer other than Kershaw, still pitching in today's day and age, yeah, you got a lot going on there. It is just nuts to have that kind of an arm to that level of rotation. Really elevates the Dodgers at this point. The title is theirs for the taking. I don't see them losing the title this year. Like, I know that NL West is probably the most competitive division in baseball with the AL East as a close second. I don't see them losing this division. I love the upstart Padres. I love how exciting they are. Tatis brings up energy and a charisma to the game that we haven't seen in a very long time, akin to say, young Griffey, who is my baseball idol. So that's a huge comparison coming from me. But at the same time, they're amazing. And I think the Giants are gonna be absolutely fading off, just kind of falling off. I think the old factor really is gonna knock them down and they have a lot of prospects who are outperforming their contracts. And at this day and age, they're gonna to have to have wear and tear. The season's gonna take effect. Because, I mean, last year was a COVID-shortened season. Now we have the full season. So I think that games will just wear on their bodies. And even with the addition of Chris Bryant out there for the Giants to help Brandon Crawford and Yavin Longoria's injury, it's not going to do as much as one would hope. But at the same time, he's a great bat. He was an MVP player just a couple years back. I mean, the Cubs really just flat out were sellers. They gave up literally everything that they could at this draft. Not this draft, this trade deadline. Sorry for that, folks. I was thinking about the NBA draft for some reason. It's still going on inside my head. Um, And then we had a lot of other big moves. Javi Baez goes out to New York, over to the Mets. Um, Did not see this move coming. I thought they were pretty rock solid with, you know, Francisco Lindor already acquired from the Indians just this past offseason. He's out currently, but Javi Baez traded for. Trevor Williams is a nice uh, depth piece for that rotation to Groms out, center guards out, that'll help kind of soften the blow as they move towards the season, uh, do that final push in the East because that NL East is exceptionally competitive. And I didn't think it would be anything akin to this this year. I thought it was the Braves and it was going to be a runaway, but boy was I wrong about that. And I'm happy I was wrong. More competitive baseball is better for baseball. They didn't go a heck a lot in that. It was pretty good trade all the way around. While we're still talking about the Cubs and what they traded away, they traded Craig Kimbrell, one of the best closers, bullpen arms in the game, to their in-city rival, the Chicago White Sox. Um, Kimbrell builds one of the best duos with Liam Hendricks. Hendricks is, of course, a lefty. Kimbrell's a righty. Depending on the matchups, depending on all the different variables and everything that is going on, you have a lot of good things set up for that bullpen. They just have to have their starters last long enough to make things happen. Bullpen will come in, shut it down, good to go, not a big deal. They gave up Nick Madrigal, who I think is one of the best developing second baseman's all of baseball. He's already major league ready. He's gonna. He's already out for the rest of the year, though, so I feel like it wasn't that big of a loss for the White Sox, and they've been developing talent at a crazy, crazy rate. Tony La Russa's done a very good job of managing that ball club, and as we all know, while some of he's had off-field issues in the past, he's done a pretty... Great job just coaching and managing throughout his tenure, so not a lot of issues with that. Uh, Moving forward, we had a lot more trades involving the Braves. They got three outfielders to replace Ozuna, who's gonna be out for God knows how long with his legal issues due to a domestic dispute issue that everything was leaked. He's gonna be gone for, we don't even know how long. There's no finite amount of time for that. And then Acuna's out for the entire year with the uh, ACL issue. So, was that ACL at Achilles? Either way, out for the year, Acuna is one of the best and most exciting outfielders in all of baseball. He's probably the most exciting outfielder in baseball. I would say Tati's the most exciting infielder in all of baseball. Those two make the game fun to watch and they bring a lot of uh, charisma with everything they do when they play the game. Classy while still being confident. So it was, it was definitely a nice touch there. Um, the Braves ended up getting Jorge Soler from the Royals for a very small return. Soler, fresh off leading the American League in home runs just a few years ago, man's got serious pop. So adding him to the outfield is going to be huge help all the way around. Uh, they added a couple other bats in Adam Duvall and they added Eddie Rosario. Both are a plus average players. They very have they have good on base percentages. A couple fall is going to be a one-year rental. He's got a one-year, $5 million deal. Not really that big of a player. He's weaning towards retirement. So he's just going to try and finish out his career. in Atlanta maybe may come back for one more year. Too early to tell. Um, as far as Rosario, he's also on a one-year deal. And the player that got traded for him to the Indians was already cut. So clearly it was just an Eddie Rosario dump, and they just wanted to get rid of the salary and be done with it. So it's... Very strange that during a trade deadline you have a player of that caliber traded for somebody else who's then immediately cut. But at the same time, the Indians felt that the player that they got deserved a better chance within the team because they already loaded that position. They just didn't want to keep Rosario somewhere he didn't want to be. So for once, a major league franchise was proactive and not holding their stars captive to everything that had going on. Um, there were a lot of big left left-handed, left-handed arms traded over to the Cardinals. J. A. Happ, lefty, former Yankee, traded over that way, and then John Lester from the Nationals, who traded over the Cardinals. They needed some left-handed arms. They needed some playoff push experience. They needed some senior leadership in the dugout. That is the move that they decided to go with, and it played and it paid dividends a couple of years prior, back when they were last title contenders around the time of Albert Pujols, right before he left for the City of Angels. So that's gonna be interesting to see how they do. They are a very young ball club, but they have a couple veteran pieces, like Goldschmidt and um, <sighs> the stud third baseman they got from the Rockies, whose name is escaping me right now, and it will bother me for a long period of time. He's one of the, Nolan Aronado. Just gonna say best fielding third baseman, Aronado, with Matt Chapman not far behind, but Aronado's another key piece with their, out there with Goldschmidt. And then, of course, Yachty and has been there for basically my entire, my entire life He's been catching for them for almost two decades now. So hats off to them. I think the real winners of this trade deadline are going to be the Dodgers. They already got Albert Pujols on the cheap and free agency. You add Trey Turner, and then you add Max Scherzer to an already loaded roster. The titles there lose. They still have Betts. They still have Bellinger. They still have Turner. Well, now they have two Turners because they have Max Turner and they have Trey Turner. So that's, well, Max Muncy, uh, Justin Turner, uh, their catcher is one of the best young pieces in the game. Outfield's loaded, the rotation's loaded. I think with the addition of Scherzer though, Trevor Bauer is only gonna be there for like a one-year thing, and then he's just gonna dip town, go get paid somewhere else, and the Dodgers are very happy with paying the luxury tax threshold like the Yankees used to do back in the day when they were powerhouse. When they would just pay out the wazoo to ensure that a certain caliber player was in fact on their team so that's just one of those things um daughter's real winners i think the yankees will be more competitive i don't think they're gonna pull ahead the rays were aggressive at the deadline they got a couple small pieces that'll really help them i see them winning the division i see boston finishing in second and i think toronto made a couple nice moves that'll help keep them around that wild card spot And i think they will be fighting with the yankees for that third place spot in the division out there the west is up for grabs other than the dodgers i think the giants will fall off and still make the playoffs but i don't think they'll make a lot of noise i think it'll be the dodgers versus the padres basically for the national league period i don't see another team that can rival their level of talent and i think out in the american league i think the white Sox will be a surprising team the a's are a lot better than anyone would have anticipated because they always play small budget ball and i think the rays and the red sox are dangerous as always, which I hate saying because they're within our division and they are a big time rival. With that being said, this is one of the most active trade deadlines I've seen my entire lifetime. And I think a lot of GMs were overreacting because they had COVID last year and now they realize that their jobs are on the line this year because they finally get fans back in attendance so the franchises started getting more money and like, all right, what's your excuse? Last year, your excuse was you guys weren't making as much money as you used to. Now you got money back in your pocket make some moves, keep your jobs, try and be aggressive, make some things happen. So I think that's what led to this kind of wheeling and dealing the likes of which, when I tried to write down every single trade that went on, it was like four or five pages of just detail after detail after detail. It was just some of the most insane amount of trades where normally you get like three or four you know, decent moves. You don't get these moves of players of Gallo, Bryant, Baez, Scherzer, or Turner's caliber moving anywhere. So to have this happen is just absolutely insane. Um, I was absolutely in love with the fact that baseball's being more aggressive. It's fallen off from America's pastime, night and day. I think it's probably like the third or fourth most popular sport in America today. I think even UFC is challenging it for that third spot. Basketball's number two in NFL has clearly become night and day, the past, not the pastime, the current time for America right now. I don't really have much else for you guys. Growing Geeks, thank you for paying attention, listening, just dealing with me talking about a sport I love and hold very dear to my heart. Um, at the same time, be sure to hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't. And be sure to hit that notification bell and check out anchor.fm slash geeks for the audio only content that we put out there. Where it just plays better as a podcast and you can just listen to us talk about things we love and the things that we are passionate about. So again, you can bring your phone over any of these QR codes. We'll take you to anything else we've got going on. We have plenty of merch available if you want to guys take a look at that. But I'm Brent. I've been talking about the MLB Trade Deadline Recap. Just wanted to make a quick video, put it out there, let you guys hear it, ignore it, love it, whatever the case may be. With that, as Tony would always say, Thank you for listening to Gronade Geeks on your preferred streaming service be sure to check us out on Facebook and YouTube, both under Growny Geeks.